guys, welcome back to the Pathways to Happiness podcast. My name is Nina Levon. I'm a life coach that specializes in personal development and life transformation. And today we are talking all about personality. Personality theory is one of my favorite topics in all of psychology, and I think it is so beneficial to really understand our own personalities. So we are going to dive deep into what is called the five-factor personality model today. So quickly before we jump into our topic today, I wanted to, as always, give a huge thank you to all of you out there. Your support is tremendous. I thank you so much for your support, both here and on the Nina Levon YouTube channel. I love reading your comments. They are so interesting and insightful. So thank you so much for that. So let's dive on in. And like I said, today we're talking all about personality. Now, I think it's something that is interesting to everyone right now. I keep finding personality quizzes all over social media. And I think just deep down, we all love to know more about ourselves and understand our own psychology. I also think that a lot of us, unfortunately, don't have a great self-awareness. We often spend so much time getting to know other people, but a lot of the times we really don't know ourselves to the degree that we really need to. So hopefully today's podcast will really help you to start to get to know yourself a little bit better. And we are going to do that by discussing the five dimensions of personality. So most personality psychologists, or at least contemporary personality psychologists, believe that there are five basic dimensions of personality. And this is sometimes referred to as the big five personality traits. So we can look at these different traits and we can see on a spectrum of high to low kind of where we fall in each of these categories. Now, by doing this, we can really learn a lot about our own personality because there is a lot of things that are associated with each different personality trait. So the five traits are openness, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. So what we'll be talking about and looking at today is whether we have a high or low score in each of these different dimensions. So let's talk about each one because a lot of times it's a little bit difficult to understand really what is meant unless it's truly explained. So think about each trait when I list it, and then you're going to kind of rate yourself as being high or low in each category. So the first one is openness, or sometimes it's called openness to experience. So if we have a high score in openness, we could think of being probably very creative, focused on new challenges. We're happy to think about concepts that are abstract, and we are very, very open to trying new things. People that are high in this trade usually are very adventurous, and they like to have a whole lot of different interests. Now, if you score low in this trade, 
you probably dislike change. You resist new ideas. You don't feel that you're very imaginative or creative. You don't like concepts that are abstract or theoretical. And you probably like to stick with the routine that you have. So that is what we can look for for openness of experience. So you want to think about if you are high in this category or low in this category. The next category is conscientiousness. Now this one, a lot of people kind of misunderstand what that means because a lot of times people think that conscientiousness has to do with being polite. And you can certainly be conscientious without being polite. So if we are scoring high in this category, we enjoy having a set schedule. We pay attention to details. We spend a lot of time preparing for things. We are able to finish important tasks right away. And we can be thought of as very mindful of details and highly organized. Now, if we score low in conscientiousness, we are probably a lot less organized. We probably like to procrastinate. We may fail to complete necessary tasks. We make messes and we don't take care of our things. And we oftentimes do not like structure or schedules. Now, I know a lot of times when we are hearing about these different personality traits, when we are hearing ones that we clearly feel are undesirable, we don't really oftentimes like to admit that that is the case. But it's important when we are assessing our own personality that we're really honest with ourselves. For example, in the case of conscientiousness, I would love to think of myself as a highly conscientious person. However, oftentimes I am not as organized as I need to be. I can procrastinate sometimes and I certainly don't like schedules and structures. So it's important in a situation like this that we are honest with ourselves so I can say yes, I do score low in conscientiousness, but that doesn't mean it's something that we can't work around. So we just want to make sure that we are really being honest with our own selves when we are really doing these assessments. Okay, so the next one is extroversion, and I'm sure you already know what that means. But if we score high in extroversion, we like to meet new people, we enjoy being the center of attention, we like to start conversations, we find it easy to make friends, we feel energized when we're around other people, we may say things before we really think them out, and we probably have a wide social circle. Now, if we score low in extroversion, we prefer to be alone, we prefer solitude, we dislike making small talk, we feel exhausted when we have to do a lot of socializing. We may find it difficult to start conversations. We probably carefully think things out before we actually voice our opinion. And we do not like being the center of attention. Now, one thing I have to say is that just like everything else, extroversion is on a scale, it's on a spectrum, and all these character traits are on a spectrum. So we can't just check a box and say we are high or we are low. We are somewhere, but we want to see 
what traits that we are, you know, very extreme in because those are the ones that really end up truly shaping our personality. For example, for myself, for openness to experience, I score incredibly high in that. And I also score incredibly high in extroversion, which is interesting because I do like spending time alone, but I am, by textbook, a extrovert. So we want to remember that it is a spectrum. So if you are trying to assess your personality and you're thinking, well, I'm not totally this, but I'm not totally there either, you're probably somewhere in between. And that means you're probably more balanced in that area. So it's more telling when we find those characteristics that we are scoring either incredibly high in or incredibly low in. Now, the next trait is agreeableness. Now, in agreeableness, we are looking at attributes like affection, kindness, altruism, and other types of pro-social behavior. So if we score high in agreeableness, we probably care a lot about other people. We like to assist people who are in need of help. We enjoy contributing to what we feel is the happiness of other people. We probably feel a lot of empathy or concern for others. And we just, in general, have a lot of interest in other people. So if we are scoring low in agreeableness, it is likely that we really don't care as much about other people. We have little interest in other people. We may not really care too much about other people's feelings. We have not a lot of interest in other people's problems. We may feel that it is acceptable to insult or belittle other people or manipulate them. So that is what we're looking for in terms of agreeableness. Now, the final big five personality trait is neuroticism. And I have an upcoming video about neuroticism. So I will post that as soon as possible. But in neuroticism, we are looking at characteristics such as moodiness, emotional instability, sadness, so if we are highly neurotic or score high in neuroticism, we probably get upset pretty easily. We get worried about a lot of things. We have a lot of stress or sadness or dramatic shifts in our mood. We feel anxious a lot. And a lot of times we struggle bouncing back from what we perceive to be negative events. So if we score low in neuroticism, we are much more relaxed. We don't really worry too much. We don't feel that sad or depressed very often. We are emotionally stable and we probably deal very well with stress. So those are the five, what they call building blocks of personality. Those are the five big personality traits. So again, there is openness, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. So of course, it is how these different characteristics actually interact with one another that actually forms our personality. And a lot of these things we are born with. We are born genetically with many of our 
characteristics and personality traits, and it can also be factors of the environment, our different experiences that shape how we are and who we are as people. But either way, it is highly beneficial to really get an idea of who we are and how we work. And when we know we are predispositioned to a certain trait or characteristic, we know what we want to work on and what we're kind of working against. So like I said, I saw clearly for myself that my issue was in conscientiousness. So I have to really think about having different habits in place to really work around that so I can become organized and you know function to the best of my possible ability. So it's just something that's great to know. So a lot of times people ask what the difference between the big five that we talked about today and the Myers-Briggs personality test, which is probably the most popular personality test. You've probably seen it online as 16personalities.com. If you've never taken that test, I definitely suggest you do so. You can also find many variations of the big five online. Just Google it and you'll be able to take the test if you are finding it difficult to really assess for yourself where you are kind of on the spectrum of these different personality characteristics. So I just wanted to take a moment to explain how the Myers-Briggs test kind of stacks up against the big five. So how the Myers-Briggs test works is it will give you 16 options of different personalities based on the combination of four factors that they actually break up into eight factors. So for the Myers-Briggs, it would be introversion or extroversion, sensing versus intuition, thinking versus feeling, and judging versus perceiving. And so this lines up with the big five. So the introversion, extroversion would be just extroversion in the big five. The sensing or intuition is correlated to openness to experience. The thinking and feeling correlates to agreeableness and the judging and perceiving correlates to conscientiousness. Now, the one that is not present is neuroticism. And neuroticism, I think, is actually an incredibly important personality factor. And like I said, I have a video coming out on that shortly, so be on the lookout for that. But I wanted to touch upon quickly what we can gain by really knowing more about our personality type. And I think the first thing and probably the most important thing is that it helps us really reach self-acceptance. When we really understand who we are as people and you know what we are really made of, it helps us to understand why a lot of times we make the decisions that we do and 
why our behavior is what it is. Now, that doesn't mean everything is predetermined and because we have one personality type that we cannot change our experience and change our behavior and change our habits. We absolutely can, but it's important to know where we are starting from. It's important to know, you know, how we are. It's important to know if we are an introvert or an extrovert. This is important information to have so we know what we're working with so that we can really design a life that works for us. Now, there is no trait that we can't work with to make more beneficial for us in our life. So again, going back to the conscientiousness, I really have to think about what habits I need to adopt to really work against that natural tendency to be disorganized. Now, I am an organized person now, but it's only by design. It's something that I realized I did not like about myself and I made changes. But I know now that it is my actual personality type, so it's something I have to think about or I am likely to go back to my natural way of being, which is disorganized. Another thing that can be helped by really understanding our personality is that it helps us to understand our own relationships because when we know our personality, it helps us to also know what our needs are and what our tendencies are. So when we have that information, it helps us in our relationship because we can really communicate those needs and also if we can spend time getting to know truly the personality of the people that we really love that's going to help us understand them better and understand their needs as well. Knowing our personality can certainly help us to choose a career. We know, for example, if we are creative, we probably don't want to put ourselves in a job that is a nine to five job with a very structured set schedule and a lot of routine. Also, if we are scoring very low in agreeableness, we probably don't want to be working with the general public because we are going to get annoyed and aggravated. So having this information can certainly help us professionally as well. And it also helps us to really understand better our strengths and our weaknesses. And we talked about before how our weaknesses always do have a corresponding strength. And of course, self-growth in general or growth in life is so important. However, if we know that we have strengths in certain areas, why not you know, use that to the full advantage? So when we really know what those strengths are, we can capitalize on that and we can you know push forward in those directions and our weaknesses we can always work on our weaknesses and a lot of times our weaknesses are just perceived weaknesses and not actuality and lastly knowing who we are as people helps us to be happier people the more we know about ourselves the more we can fill our own needs, serve our own needs, and learn about the different things that give us joy and fulfillment in our life. So I really encourage you to go ahead and take these different personality tests, again, the five-factor model and the Myers-Briggs or the 16 personalities test. You can find those both online all over the place. 16personalities.com is probably the easiest place to go, but I would do both of those tests and see how they match up and make sure that you are really being as honest as you can, answering the questions and not overthinking them. You also want to make sure that you're not answering the question 
the way that you feel is the best way to answer. So if you feel that you would prefer to have your personality be one way, it's likely that you might be swayed to kind of change your answer a little bit, but it's more important to be honest so you can get that real true assessment. And when you get a great personality assessment, it's almost funny reading the description of your personality type. For the Myers-Briggs personality type, I am an ENFP. I am so much this personality test that it actually makes me laugh when I read the description because there is absolutely nothing about it that is not 100% accurate. It's also very on point because I'm very extreme in the different personality dimensions. So a lot of times when people kind of are very, very balanced in the spectrum of where they fall in each of the different characteristics, they may find that their test isn't quite as accurate because it's not very extreme in either direction. So that is something to look out for. And in that case, you may want to take the test again or use further introspection to see if there's something that you feel really isn't lining up. But that is sometimes the case if it's that you're just so close to the middle. So for example, they could have asked the same type of question a few different ways and you actually answered differently each time because you don't have an extreme opinion on it. So that happens too, but do take the test and I am very interested to see what your results are. So don't hesitate to share. I always find it interesting. And we have a lot more coming up about personality and personality theory. So if it's something that you find interesting, I will be doing a whole series on it. So I hope you learned a little bit about yourself today and I thank you so much for spending time with me. Before I forget, please don't hesitate to write me any questions you have because we are doing an upcoming questions and answers podcast and I would love to be able to answer your question online. So you can email me at nina.lavon at gmail.com. That's spelled N-E-N-A dot L-A-V-O-N-N-E. And you can also reach me on Twitter and my Twitter handle is at Nina Levon. So either way works, but I would love to hear your questions. I find them to be so interesting and insightful. And hopefully I will have the chance to answer your question. So that is it for today. I had a lot of fun talking to you and I look forward to the next time. Until then, I truly hope your day is extraordinary.